This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them, but how often do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charlie Chuck. Thompson with me as always, the one who made it back safely from his endeavors down to the close to the bayou, but not all the way to the bayou. Not all the way there, no. Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, thank you for surviving the weekend. And I I said this before the show, I want to say it again. Thank you for not invite, inviting me. You're welcome. That I, was a good friend move right there, not inviting great, you to that. A great friend move. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really appreciative, especially after you told me the story when you came back home. Let me tell you all. From your weekend. It was a weekend. We already talked about it in the pre-show, so everyone knows what happened this weekend, kind of. Uh, it was overall a pretty terrible weekend, if I were to sum it up. Just mm-hmm. not great. I'm very tired. It, I was just acting like I was falling asleep against my microphone when we started the show. I might have actually dozed off just a little bit just, just then. To get you enough juice. I'm fighting. Just through the, to get through this A little bit show. of a power nap right there during the intro. That's what you got to do. you're now. You can't like take anything I can't, to power through I can't something. do anything unless it's approved by the FDA. Those are the only things that I can do for yeah. safety. So you're just high on life. That's it. That is <laughs> it, man. Unfortunately, uh, not feeling that great right now. This is Good Morning Liberty. We do... A live show every single day of the week when we want to. Emphasis on that. Yesterday, we didn't want to, so we didn't do one. Okay? So, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. If this is your first time listening, smash that follow button. Tell a friend, tell a family member before you've even listened that this is the podcast that they have got to go listen to every single day. And Y'all, if you want to hear what happened tonight this weekend, Yeah, then you got to join the live group gotta, so you can get in on the pre-show got to do that that's join gml.com join gml.com join us <laughs> all right or don't big news happened this weekend actually it was yesterday but this uh story that's been happening everyone has heard plenty about it and i know that you're over it are you talking about biden's fake handshake no nah, that's old news man this is fresh oh, okay. old news you're gotcha. talking about mm. old old news you know mm. we're well past that i didn't know i didn't know if that was yeah that was a long time ago Jeez. Okay. He's, when someone does as many dumb things as he does, you've got to move from one to the other. There's no time to stick on this handshake. I, I didn't know. Every I, once in a while, you think someone's there and they're not, okay? You ever heard of ghosts? He's concerned <laughs> about ghosts. Look at his recent regulation. I did see how uh, PolitiFact tried to explain 
that he they said he was pointing. Oh yeah, pointing at this group mm-hmm. and then pointing at this group. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a point to me. <laughs> Here, let me point at you with my open hand as if I'm gonna. Well, whatever. Very correct from the live group there. All of his friends are ghosts now. So he's just hanging out with his friends. That's really all it is. Okay, so Elon Musk is buying Twitter, apparently. I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone right here off the bat, this ain't official yet. I know you've been told that it's official. It still isn't. Okay, you know how I know it's not official? Because he's buying it for $54.20, and Twitter is currently trading around 50 bucks a share. Mm. If it were official then everyone with any amount of money would be going and buying Twitter because there's a guaranteed $4.20 a share right there. So it's not yet. And according to CNBC uh, this morning, they said that this could take up to six months to officially close and that there's going to have to go through a lot of regulatory approval that they've got to go through us. They've even got to talk to the EU about it because the EU has got a bunch of hate speech laws. Okay. Mm. I'm just saying it's not official yet. Mm-mm. I hope it goes through, but like I said, we, we deal with buyouts a lot in the morning when we're doing the trading class. You can know that something got bought out because it pops up to the price and then it just runs sideways. There's no reason to sell. You know that you're going to get that guaranteed price off of it. Uh, maybe you'll sell and it, it, if it drops down, you just buy it again because you know it's going to go back up to that price. So you just see the straight line of price action just going sideways. So you just look at the chart and you say, oh, that's a buyout. That's what happened. That's not what Twitter's chart looks like. Doesn't look like a buyout mm-hmm. right now. So we'll we'll see if this actually happens. Everyone's really upset about this. By everyone, I mean but him not everyone that with Twitter one political yet, opinion. Or What's up? Him not getting Twitter yet, or they're upset about him getting Twitter. I'm upset about that. There's a lot of people that are upset about him mm-hmm. potentially getting Twitter. We have to start off with one that. It could be brought back up on Friday for Dumbly, but I just wanted to go through this. What real we do quick. know, what we do know, is that Twitter did accept the offer. Mm-hmm. They have okay, and Elon Musk uh, reportedly we we don't know all the details, but he has secured backing uh, some debt from like Morgan Stanley and some other um, banks and things like that. Plus, he's going to put up you know a few well. 10 20 billion of his own money yeah and tesla was down 10 percent last time i looked yeah so, so it's possible he could be selling some tesla to get some cash who knows that's all speculation all we know is that elon musk made an offer his best and final which is what he said to begin with and then they negotiated all night sunday night essentially talked about how this would take place and the board has accepted the offer unanimously mm-hmm. i did see that report yep and then of course um <laughs> If yeah, it probably won't go through because the SEC is probably going to make up something. About it's not exactly that. like he gets along with the SEC very well. Exactly, you know. In fact, I think he recently called them bastards. <laughs> He's called them a lot of stuff. <laughs> so um, the uh, so Sean King. But that's not the most dangerous thing. No, 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 that's not it. Sean King was out here talking. This is going to be a dumb bleep, but we just had to mention some of the ridiculous things that people have said. So Sean King was out there claiming that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, that his desire to buy Twitter is about white power. Mm. That's exactly what it is. He said, quote, Elon Musk has openly called himself a free speech absolutist and said that he wants to create a space where anything can be said about anyone. That's why white nationalists are giddy today. Here on Twitter and other platforms that I track daily, it's dangerous. And listen, I don't even like the Democratic Party. So for me, this isn't about left versus right. Not at all. It's about how the richest man in the world, a son of apartheid, raised by a white nationalist, wants to be sure his speech and that of other white men isn't censored. Jesus, That's all this is. That's Mm. all it is for sure. He also said, uh, to sum it up a little bit better, at its root, Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right, about white power. He was raised in apartheid by white nationalists. He's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target and harass people. That's his definition of free speech. King added, Musk has previously said, now this is back from an article from The Blaze. He previously said that he grew up in South Africa, but departed when he was 17 years old. In part, quote, to, in order to avoid conscription. And then he went on to say that spending two years suppressing black people didn't seem like a good utilization of time. So uh, he, he also said about his father, almost every crime you can possibly think of he has done, almost every evil thing you could possibly think of he has done, he was such a terrible human being. That's him talking about his dad. That sure makes Thanksgiving awkward, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. You also, know. he totally seems like a person that's just all about white power. Oh, yeah, clearly. for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, these these types of accusations are so absurd. It's ridiculous. And you know, what you have to look at is like why are they doing this? Well, it's it's fear. Mm. They're afraid that the other opinion is not going to be silenced and they're going to lose power. They have to That's, smear people as much as they can. Exactly. To keep their power. Exactly. And so when the other side or other uh people, even people like liberty-minded people like Good Morning Liberty, when we're because we're censored, by mm. the way, and we're not left or right either. It's not like we're voting or we're championing uh, any type of Republicans, really. Um, although I'll say I think Republicans can fare a little bit better when it comes to liberty. However, they do a lot of bad things too. So it's not of like, course it's not like we're you know Republicans' best friends here. Anyway, we get censored all the time for for what for telling the truth. That's that's basically what we do here. This is a this is a show about truth and mm-hmm. sarcasm and sarcasm truth mainly and sarcasm. And and so what they're doing is they're drumming up all of this because they're afraid. They are afraid that they're not going to have the dominant voice anymore and that they're going to have to compete with a dissenting opinion or various other opinions that don't fall in the woke line. Yeah, and and that is just to be clear I know that we're fans of of Elon Musk here. We talk about it a lot. I, listen, the stuff he does is pretty cool, or the stuff the business he owns pretty cool. I know that he doesn't do every single bit of it. All right, this doesn't have anything to do with him right now. We don't even agree with him politically. He still likes UBI. You know, he still he he. It's not as if he's a a real libertarian or anything. Okay, I still wouldn't want him to be in control of the country or anything like that. This is about what this power structure and say those on the left or this ideology will do to try and smear someone who is a threat to the power structure that they've created. And this could be about anyone. So while it sounds like we'll just spend a lot of time defending Elon Musk about stuff or talking about Elon Musk, this is about being anti anyone who is wealthy anyone who has produced a lot of value for a lot of people in in society. So there's a lot of deep-seated hatred about that. It could be anyone. It's about anyone who would allow others to speak about things that they disagree with because that would be a threat to their power. It could be anyone. Right now it happens to be Elon Musk. And so that's why people are spending a lot of time talking about him. In fact, he said he hopes that his critics stay on Twitter. Yeah, he did. So that they can be, you know, loud. Yeah. And and, and basically that... What he's saying is that this is the digital, you know, town square mm-hmm. and that people should be free to say basically whatever they want. Now, notice he didn't just put a ton of money behind a politician that said that they were going to vote to force Twitter to not uh, actually control any speech or anything. Right. That wasn't the way that he did it. He created a lot of value for people and he decided he was going to buy the platform. So I don't know. I think that that's a pretty and good probably way. Probably make it profitable of doing things. Um, when it comes to stuff with his dad, people claiming that the only reason he made it anywhere is because he inherited a bunch of money from his white nationalist apartheid father, or something like that. He had responded to this back in 2019. He said, "This is a pretty awful lie. I left South Africa by myself when I was 17 with just a backpack and suitcase of books. Worked on my mom's cousin's farm in Saskatchewan and a lumber mill in Vancouver. Went to Queen's University with scholarship and debt." Then the same to University of Pennsylvania uh, and Stanford. And he went on to say he didn't own, they claimed that his dad owned a mine and that's where he got the money. This, I'm saying, this is not about Musk. This is what they do about everything all the time. You can go back and say, oh, well, you're just white people. They just benefited from slaveholding white people Mm -hmm. from back in the 17 and 1800s. Everything they do is invalid. We need reparations. You can't listen to anything. Capitalism is only here because of slavery, all of this stuff. And then when it comes to someone like Elon Musk, well, his dad owned an emerald mine and and just had essentially a bunch of slaves working for him. He started with $100 million. Yeah. Um, Musk goes on to say he didn't own an emerald mine and I worked my way through college, ending up $100,000 in student debt. Couldn't even afford a second PC at Zip2. That was the first company started. So we programmed at night and website only worked during day. And the website only worked during the day. He said, where's this BS coming from? So I just think that it's important to get at least his side of that story because like I said, it doesn't matter if it's him. It could be anyone else. They will smear anyone that is a threat to that power structure. And they will use ridiculous things 
uh, like you're some type of you're benefiting from enslaving people. Uh, you're benefiting from white privilege. You're a white nationalist. They're just going to throw all these smears out there. And uh, Charlie's going to I put this as the headline uh, for, uh, <laughs> for the next one for this article because I didn't like the screenshot that was going to come out from this one. So I thought this is a pretty this funny one. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, it doesn't matter who it is, actually. I mean, we're fans of Elon Musk just because of the, the cool things that he's done. And to me, it gives me hope, you know, like you can you can affect real change by mm-hmm. providing value to other people and participating in the free market. We don't have to, you know, take over every office in the land and force our will upon people. And you can go out there and you can prove that there's a better way. You just have to force your will upon a corporate board. That's all you got to <laughs> <That's> do. <it. laughs> all right. So from MSNBC, of course, you know, this is going to be gold, guys. <laughs> it's official. Twitter has is about to become even more of a hellscape. Obviously. So, yeah. Y'all leave Twitter while you can. You got to get out. Yeah, exactly. Make no mistake, Musk's ownership of the company will likely make the platform into even more of a hellscape. The reasons why are clear to anyone willing to see them. If you don't see them, you're just an ignorant a-hole, probably racist, more than likely fascist. Because it's obviously clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you just have your eyes closed, if you're not... If you're not seeing this clearly. If it were that clear, you wouldn't really need to write the article, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Musk has a warped view of, of free speech that's not befitting of someone running a social media platform. And see, this is, the, they just throw these, they hurl these accusations as if they know someone better than themselves. It's just, see, he's got a warped view mm-hmm. of free speech. His sophomoric perception of free speech draws from right-wing logic Claiming moderation, even moderation of speech that might cause harm, is unjust. Mm-hmm. For example, he, criti- he criticized Twitter's decision to ban former President Donald Trump for posing a risk of inciting further violence after the Jan 6 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Elon Musk, Jan 6. Donald Trump. Same, same. Russia Gate. it all makes sense. Everything, this yeah. I put notes in here because they, they said that even moderation of speech that might cause harm. Now listen, all political sides do bad things, but we've been under a tremendous amount of gaslighting for quite a long time, especially from Gaslight NBC. We know that, that they're really good at gaslighting. So speech that might cause harm. How do you define speech that might cause harm? What does that mean? What if you spend all of your time explaining to your followers how billionaires are literally murderers or Republicans are literally murderers that are causing the deaths of tons of people? You know, is that speech that might cause harm? I don't know. What if your supporters picks up a, a, a rifle and like tries to shoot up a bunch of them while they're like playing softball or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying that those what kind of things you, could happen. What if you write on Twitter that you support people burning buildings and looting Mm. and participating in mostly peaceful protests. After telling people for years that they had specifically been held down uh, because of the color of their skin. And they couldn't get ahead. And that that the only thing left to do was to burn down the society. Mm -hmm. Is that something that can... What if you told people that someone close to St. Louis was murdered by a police officer while he had his hands up and was saying, you know, don't don't shoot. He was surrendering, basically, and the cop just murdered him in cold blood right there in front of, there were witnesses, everyone, you know? And then what are you going to do? You're just going to have to go out and burn the city down after that. Because it's, it's systemic. Yeah. That's so, if you don't get rid of the cancer of a system, well, then there's no hope. What if, uh, what if someone who pays attention to all the stuff that you say, uh, decides that there's no other option than to go onto, say, a subway car full of people and just open fire on them. Like that that's the only solution left for this terrible society that you've explained mm-hmm. to them that they live in, you know? Or you decide that you have to uh, do, a, that you're even a gun control advocate and you want to maybe try to assassinate a mayoral candidate in Louisville. I don't know. I'm just saying there are potential things that could happen. It's not as if any of those things have ever happened before, but they want to make sure that you moderate speech that might cause harm. What does that mean? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. Because Trump didn't say to go 
riot at the Capitol. He didn't say to go do that. Didn't. Now, did he say a bunch of things that got people so upset that something ended up happening there at the Capitol? A riot ended up happening? Yeah, it did. But are you responsible for that? Any more than Bernie's responsible? Or people who got all the BLM people so worked up? And 25, 25 or so people died in the in 2020 during those? It's more than died on Jan 6, by the way. But does that matter? So what side of this all comes from the idea that you're right, that you, you are the one that is right and everyone else is your enemy. And so that's all okay because everything that you're saying is right. And so that is the way that they're going to approach all of these conversations for sure. And we're well, just saying you should just be able to have free speech. And in one of, well, Jordan Peterson has said this several times because, you know, he became famous with the, with the, Canadian bill C-16 that basically started to control speech. And so he said his biggest thing is that he said, who's going to decide what that speech is? And he's like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exactly the people that you don't want deciding it. And look, it's not like we're calling the left out here because we, we want to control their speech and say, well, they shouldn't be able to say those things either. No, it's like they all should be able to say it that essentially. Yeah. Okay, they continue on here. Of course, of course, Trump wasn't booted from Twitter merely for saying things people don't like. He was kicked off because he encouraged rioters who participated in an effort to overturn an election. Musk doesn't see a difference, which is why he just which is why he's just about the worst person to have at Twitter's home. I don't know. I, I think I would be worse. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Okay, so I did bring in the there. They linked to a website here that had all of Trump's tweets from Jan six, and I just the only reason I'm mentioning this is because they did two things here that were fairly subjective, uh, but also insinuating very specific thing. Uh, any kind of speech that might cause harm, so that could be almost anyone anything. By the way, oh by the way, these people died because you didn't give the government enough money. And the people who voted against that money, they are basically responsible for these people's deaths. That makes this group of people murderers. What do you do when you just have a bunch of murderers walking around right there? Is that speech that might cause harm? They say Trump encouraged rioters who participated in an effort to overturn the election. Now, they said that in a very, very fine way. They're fine parts of both of that. Fine, both parts are fine in that sentence. That's totally fine. But taken together, it sounds like he encouraged people to riot. Mm-hmm. In fact, he encouraged the beliefs of the people who ended up rioting, and then they ended up rioting afterwards. But he did not encourage them to riot. By the way, he still hasn't backed down. In the most recent interview, no. he still says that the that the election was stolen. He's he got to let it go, and he could say he's like, I can prove it. If there are by chance any Republicans listening that are still stuck on this election, the stolen election thing, it's not going to work. You're not going to win the next election by complaining about the last election. It's not going to happen anymore. He's not wrong. Any more than a sports scene team is going to win by complaining about the refs in the, in the previous game. You have to go out there and win it by such a crazy wide margin that if there is any fraud, it is blatantly obvious and there's no way that you could hide any of it. That's your only option. That's the only way it's going to work. Okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It just is. And then if you want to get in there and do all the investigations and all that, then that's fine. But I just don't see any other way that it's going to work. Amanda wants to know, did you say crazy white margin? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you got to get your crazy white margins for sure. So we go through some of these tweets on here. Now remember, okay, they weren't saying that his tweets are the ones that led it. They were saying his speech. Remember the speech that he gave close to the Capitol? Well, in, uh, so this encouraged writers right here that I ended up highlighting, that was a link to this very page right here. Oh, this link okay. is from this article. Gotcha. So that's why I'm looking at so this. They linked in his tweets that clearly mm-hmm. show how he, yeah. Now, it's just very interesting. Now, he talks a lot about the election and how it was stolen, of course. So Pennsylvania sees going to Trump. Legislators have spoken. Uh, We hear from you. Let me see. If Vice President Mike Pence comes through for us, we will win the presidency. Many states want to decertify the mistake they made in certifying incorrect and even fraudulent numbers. 
not approved by their state legislatures. Mike Kenson at Beck. Sleepy eyes Chuck Todd is so happy with the fake voter tabulation process that he can't even get the words out straight. Sad to watch. So as we go down, and he just keeps saying stuff like that, when we get to the riot time, when is riot time? Here's what he says right here. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country. Uh, later on, he said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. I am asking for... Stay every- peaceful, by uh, the way. I am Stay peaceful. Yeah, sorry. That's a pretty important part of yeah. the tweet. You're right. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. And then he later said, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace and remember this day forever. That's what he said. And then oh, they're not, they're not going to forget this day. And then that's it. He's uh, he's wiped off the map after that. Totes gone. Yeah. So that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. That was really bad to him encouraging the right. That was, very encouraging yeah that's so weird and so those are the people who need peace those are the people who need to decide who can and cannot Mm. speak freely in public of course unfortunately though nate we've seen the disturbing ways musk personally engages with twitter it's not hard to imagine what behavior he might encourage as the company's new leader in 2018, he baselessly accused a driver who helped rescue a Thai soccer A diver, team. not a driver. I'm sorry, a diver. He baselessly accused a diver who helped rescue a Thai soccer team from an underwater cave in 2018 was, uh, called him a pedo. He appeared to double down on that claim in a subsequent series of emails to BuzzFeed News in which he claimed the diver was a child rapist. The fact he made those claims suggest he, as Twitter's owner, probably wouldn't do anything about the flood of baseless groomer allegations conservative Americans are making against some of their political opponents. And he seems poised to allow other hateful right-wing conspiracy theories to proliferate as well. <laughs> but what about hateful left-wing conspiracy so they're, theories? They're really, really worried about baseless groomer allegations that conservatives are making against their political opponents. Mm. Not, not this don't say gay bill. <laughs> Like Bill literally doesn't say don't say gay, in which you're still allowed to say gay. But that it's not as if that has been just spread all over the place no. on Twitter. Not one bit. God. It's so it's so insane. Can this article be shared on Twitter? i I guess so. Where you're yeah. calling out the other side, right wing conspiracy theories? It seems like you're still allowed to. I don't know. There's also the issue of Musk's leadership at the helm of Tesla, a tech company, one former employee, one one former employee, former, one former employee, likened it to being, quote, forced to step back in time and suffer painful abuses, uh, abuses reminiscent of the Jim Crow era. <laughs> one former employee came I, out and said that's very important. I'm stunned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is This is too much. Yeah. We have to stop this. Yeah. The world is at a crossroad when it comes to social media, with some countries taking safety measures and others flirting with danger. The EU on Friday approved legislation that will force companies like Facebook and Google to protect e-users from hate speech. Meanwhile, the United States seems to be doing the opposite, allowing an acquisition that seems primed to make social media more insufferable than ever before. Then don't participate. Well, that... They don't, they don't have to. You know, they can always make their own site like Parler or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> Get your own Twitter. No, I think everyone just needs to stay in here and, and duke it out. That's what they need to do. Now, a lot of people well, yeah, said that they're gone, that they're leaving. Okay. Now, little do they know, this could take six months for the deal, actually. So they could actually still participate in democracy before it turns into just pure fascism mm. six months from now. But whatever. That's fine. Before Musk's dictatorship. Before, Yeah. For sure. Takes place. Before he takes power. Before the coup is finally finished. I like how they can print that one former mm-hmm. employee. It is true that one former employee said that, Charlie. Yeah. So it's very mm-hmm. important stuff. I can report it. So from the New York Times, this article 
I read it, I was like, oh, this is getting lengthy, but then it kept getting more and more ridiculous, so I figured we're going to have to go through it some. Musk is a problem masquerading as a solution. Okay, he's the problem from the New York Times. Link will be in the show notes. It is a perf- Are they going to give Gaslight NBC a run for their money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just love how they flip. They just flip these things. It is a perfect... Also, if you're new to the show, yeah. by the way, we are extremely sarcastic. I, did you see everything I've on seen, TikTok? I've seen on TikTok people... They're like, oh, you can't be serious, whatever. And we're like, yeah, we're not. <laughs> no, totally that not being serious. That wasn't serious at all. Even on that Spike video like, where he's talking about how, oh, yep, that checks out, Musk. Yeah, just like a dictator, yeah. for sure. And they're like, I really hope this is sarcasm. I'm like... <laughs> How do you, unfollow us, please. How do just you, go. My thing is, how do you not hear like you know the difference in the the connotation and everything? I, like I don't the tone know. Tone of voice. Uh, to me, it's obvious sarcasm. What What about the group? There have been other know. people that have met us before and did not know. I mean, or I would say with myself at least that they didn't know whether or not I was being serious or sarcastic. Or like my wife for the first year, or so it took her for it took her a while. First five years, to, yeah, <laughs> took her a while to figure that out. But yeah, so maybe maybe the first time you listen, you don't. I did. Completely there were some get people it. out there sticking up for us, though. They were I responded did. to the comments and being like, "Yeah, it's sarcasm, obviously." <laughs> you I just thought it was funny. So if you're new here, that's this is a a, a truthful, sarcastic, liberty loving podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I I told them on TikTok, I responded to someone that we were going to put some type of an indicator light in the top corner that was like a sarcasm indicator so when, people would know. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do that. I don't know. Which, by the way, is good sarcasm when someone doesn't <laughs> realize you're being no, I guess so. as sarcastic. Elon anyway. Musk is a problem masquerading as a solution from the New York Times. It is a perfect marriage for an age of plutocracy. That's where the rich are just controlling everything. They're controlling the levers of power. That's That's what we got. I'm not saying the rich don't have control. Over the people that... Or that they don't have power. Over the people with the guns, you know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Twitter, with its serious problems, and Elon Musk, the embodiment of those problems. Every problem that you've seen. The, the fascism, the racism, the bullying, the hate, overall, the conspiracy theories, the lies, misinformation, is the embodiment of everything that you see on there. By the way... You know, since Trump went after the media for call and started calling them fake news and stuff, it's gotten worse. Mm. Like I'm starting to be more of a fan of the way Trump went after the media. <laughs> and, and like the more and more we read these types of articles, the more and more I'm like, ah, damn it, Trump yeah. was right. Can have to Tr- just gonna have to take him out. Just telling them, <laughs> the, you know, just in their face, fake news. Not listening to you. What you print is ridiculous. All this stuff is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just so ridiculous. It's uh, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about the the rise of gaslighting. It, it's been a really crazy thing to watch. Uh, like some of this, Twitter has a disinformation problem. Fake news about COVID vaccines, climate, and more running buck wild across the platform. I know because they didn't censor any of the left <laughs> left wing posts. Yeah, see exactly. <laughs> So they're not wrong about that one. (laughs) Okay, Twitter has a racism problem. Time and time again, it's failed to consequentially answer the pleas of users of color to address the bigotry and harassment that are endemic for them. Twitter has a bullying and harassment problem and the subtler but related challenge of bringing out the worst, not the best, in all of us. Mr. Musk is the incarnation of these problems, too. And so it's just perfect Absolutely fitting that this guy, of all guys, could now own Twitter. I didn't know they had biologists writing for them at the New York Times, but that is pretty cool. If you've been paying attention to how things work in our plutocratic society, this turn of events won't surprise you. The arsonists routinely cosplay as firefighters. We had a a clip of, I believe that was on MSNBC, talking about that Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mark Zuckerberg of Meta was as responsible as any American for letting hate speech and disinformation run amok on his platforms in the run-up to the 2020 elections, only to donate with his wife $300 million to help secure that election from the forces he had helped unleash. (laughs) Google, having helped shred local news gathering around the country with its massive market power, turned around and promised to donate $15 million to support local news. 
Mr. Musk styles himself as a libertarian defender of free speech, motivated the crackdown on the Twitter management that he believes moderates the discourse to the point of censorship and suppresses certain political speech. Which it does. That's a crazy idea. There's no way they do that. He's nuts. Mr. Musk operates from a flawed misapprehension of the free speech issue facing the country. In his vision, what we may, and we're going to talk about the philosopher Isaiah Berlin, in his vision, what we may call a negative freedom of speech, the freedom to speak without restraint by powerful authorities, is the only freedom of speech. And so, freeing Nazis to Nazi, <laughs> misogynists to bully and harass and dox and brigade women. Are they talking about the Washington Post? Like Taylor Lorenz? <laughs> <laughs> Even former President Donald Trump to possibly get his Twitter account back which Trump said he's not coming back to Twitter. Anyway, anyway he said he's going to focus on Truth Social. Yeah. About a $45 call. But there is also what we may call positive freedom of speech. Affirmative steps to create conditions that allow all people to feel and be free to say what they think. This is like positive rights and negative rights. Mm -hmm. Negative rights are the rights you have when no one has to do anything. You just can't. You, they don't have to be given to you. These are your natural rights. Positive rights are the ones you create. For other people, mm -hmm. which inevitably you got to take rights away from others to be able to give those to people because you can't just you know, create them or anything. You got to take it from one and give to another. And so they're talking about positive freedom of speech. Now, you the way that you get that freedom of speech is by removing freedom of speech from other people, just like with your positive and negative rights. Affirmative steps to create conditions that allow all people to feel and be free to say whatever they think. Unless we disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Twitter has created positive freedom of speech. That, that creates conditions that allow all people to be free to say what they think. Mm. And that's what they've created. And that's what Musk is going to destroy, by the way. Um, Isaiah Berlin said, Freedom for the wolves has often meant death to the sheep. This is a point often lost on Americans. Government is one threat to liberty, but not the only one. When it comes to speech, what has often kept a great many people from speaking isn't censorship. But the lack of a platform. So like when you get kicked off of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when they remove the platform. Yeah. When they remove people from the platform, mm -hmm. even it's hard to talk on that platform. Well, because the issue, I mean, they're, they've already mentioned Nazis. Okay. I'm not bringing it into the conversation. They already did. The biggest problem they had in Germany and around that area was that Twitter didn't exist because Hitler would have been totes fine with allowing all the freedom of speech to occur on the platform of possible. Course, the yeah. problem is a lack of platform. We all know that, of course. Yeah. Social media, including... Also, <laughs> was that, that was sarcasm indicator light on during yeah, that. Also, I like... I mean, they're using the animal reference. And to Amanda's point, like his negative positive liberty view is kind of bogus. But anyway, using the animal point, freedom for wolves has often meant death to the sheep. And look, not all sheep. Yeah, some sheep are going to die, but the sheep are herd <laughs> animals. Okay? So it's like the sick ones... The ones on the outside, like they're probably the ones going to get eaten, some babies, whatever. But most of the sheep <laughs> survive. The French sheep are the ones in, that get killed in first. In the animal kingdom. Yeah. Okay. But then also flip this on the on its head, which is like, who's the sheep here? Because the right could argue, the conservatives could argue, that they're the sheep and the left are the wolves that are killing all the sheep. And they're not allowing them to participate in mm. the realm of free speech here. So it's like they're literally just flipping this well, on its head. There's also kind of a funny thing here because when you call people sheep, that's generally a derogatory thing to say to someone. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you'll just follow what everyone else is doing. You'll do whatever the the Galdern shepherd's telling you to do. You know, you can't protect yourself. You can't do anything. And they literally just decided to call themselves sheep, yeah. basically, yeah. of course, and everyone else are the wolves. Um, social media, including Twitter, came along and promised to change that. But when it became a cesspit of hate and harassment for women and people of color in particular. You always got to get those keywords mm -hmm, in there. Got to do it. It began to offer a miserable bargain. Here's the miserable bargain that Twitter offers. You can be free to say what you wish, but your life can be made unrelentingly painful if you so dare. So... Um, you can say what you want, but other people can respond to you, I think, unless you block them. That's another, then you don't, have I don't, to see I don't it. really know what they're, 
talking about all that much mm-hmm. here right now. Well, um, that's because your <clears throat> life is not unrelentingly painful. They're talking about doxing. As a white man. They're talking about destroying. <laughs> I would know because I'm not a person of color. Or a woman. Or a woman. So I, I have no idea what so they're talking about. you can't experience unrelenting pain. No. No, so not at have, all. Yeah. You Except can't. for my lower back from this weekend because holy hell. Yeah. It was a long weekend. Yeah, but that's just, yeah. That's, that's man, different. That's man pain. Yeah, so way different. <laughs> I got man pains today. Okay, the censorship that Mr. Musk performatively deplores consists of efforts to rectify these very real problems of harassment and abuse. Twitter's taken the modest but inadequate, inadequate steps to improve safety on the platform. It's recognized positive freedom of speech, the creation of a safe and non-life-ruining environment for the airing of thoughts and then I said, for some people, because mm-hmm. they just said it's created a safe and non-life-ruining environment for the airing of thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, so they're kind of leaving those... out all these people that have been removed from the platform or had their lives destroyed because they said things. But it only matters what their political views are. That's, the, that's it. That's it. That's how you separate people out. Mm-hmm. This is why his deal to purchase Twitter is so dangerous. In recent years, there's been real work to give everyone, truly everyone, more meaningful occasion to speak. Yes, the article said everyone and then emphasized truly everyone more meaningful occasion to speak. (laughs) Mr. Musk apparently wants to shut that down. That's all he's talking about. He wants to... They've given everyone... The ability to speak, and Musk wants to shut that down. <laughs> he just wants to be a white nationalist <laughs> haven, Nate. Can't you see this? Yeah. That's even what he came right out and <clears throat> said it in his TED interview. Mm-hmm. It was a TED Talk interview. I, I don't think I've seen many of those, but it's, I, I always want to say TED Talk, but it was a TED interview. Yeah. That's what it was. He said that. He was like, I want this platform to hate people of color and women. Mm-hmm. That's he what said he said. In that accent too, because he was trying to, you know, drum up his southern support. <laughs> Mister, so he wants to shut that down instead. In a, instead, in a moment of proto-fascism on the political right, his priority seems to be to undam the flood of bile and bigotry and bullying and disinformation that comes with free speech. Basically, which is the same thing as fascism. Basically. Mm-hmm. Essentially the same thing. You can't have fascism without free speech. That's They <laughs> require each other to exist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only have a free uh, democracy or whatever it is by controlling How, what people are allowed to say. Let me ask you a question. How long can they keep believing this garbage? I don't know. Like how... Do you think the person that wrote it actually believes it? I don't know. And the people reading it, can you actually like read this and be like... Yeah, this is yeah, this is the way it's going. This is this is uh, this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly believe this. I I can't. It's hard for me to imagine. I know they're out there, but it's hard for me to imagine somebody actually reading this article, like getting the New York Times in their hands and reading this and be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, that's that Elon Musk guy. <laughs> yep, what a racist bigot. Always that guy is. People. Of course, yeah, of course, you would expect the richest person in the world to do this." So I just like, how long can this go on? How long can this go on? Realistically, um, it can't for much longer. It, n- I don't think it can. Not a real long time. I will tell you that. Now we've only got. Uh, you do have a, a call, right? At twelve thirty. I do. Yes. Okay. So let's um. There's 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 going to be some actions that are going to occur. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to play this really quick for everyone, and this is Jen Saki talking about how uh, they're they're very concerned all of a sudden i mean when you when you're not uh, aligned with the people running these companies well now we're going to need to do something about it what's also concerning she mentions that there's bipartisan support for these actions hmm i wonder if that's going to continue 
news, Twitter agreeing to let Elon Musk uh, purchase, make this, go through this purchase. Uh, do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that. Mm. Concerned. It's almost, it's going to be really weird when all of the bipartisan support for reforming Section 230 tur turns out with controlling the speech that Musk might be able to allow on Twitter afterwards. It's almost like, I don't know if anyone has warned about this. But taking away or reforming Section 230 could actually end up with less freedom of speech for everyone by opening up to litigation for anything that people say. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish we would have thought of that beforehand. You know, there's no way that anyone has mentioned that ever before at all. Mm -hmm. But this is the danger of thinking that the government needs to do something about it. Now, maybe the bipartisan support will go away now that if Musk is going to end up actually owning Twitter. It, you might see that... In fact, they just want to make sure that one of their people's in control of one of the platforms and then they won't care anymore. I don't know. We'll see if they actually want to do that. But I that's why we never look to the government for any of these solutions because mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to end up well. No, because then they'll, they'll use it in their favor. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is the, the side that you disagree with is going to use the power in their favor and then you're going to lose everything you were trying to fight for in the first place. Yep. And yeah. so the best way to do it is through the free market. This is literally the best solution we could possibly have. Now, is is Elon Musk going to be a, a perfect Twitter CEO? Who knows? Probably not. Nothing in life is perfect, okay? But this is better. This is a better solution is to let the free market determine what happens. And you could look, a lot of people, including I would even say moderate Democrats, are fed up with what's going on with the extreme left and this garbage we've been reading, Okay. Like I said, this can't last for much longer. It's like, it's painfully, obviously disgusting. And I, I just don't see it playing out for very much longer in, unless they're able to, you know, authoritatively control people and we move closer to an authoritarian state. Um, and that's, <clears throat> that's ultimately what they're trying to do by, by censoring harmful hate speech. They're moving towards trying to control everyone because that's the only way they can stay in power and they're very worried that their plan may have a little speed bump in here because they didn't see elon musk coming to buy a platform like twitter well you know who else is kind of right about being worried this uh this guy on msnbc i mean he's just got it he's got it totally right here and i never thought of this being a possibility but he lined out some pretty good ways uh that th that twitter could now could now for the first time ever be used uh, to affect elections, to, I mean, I hadn't even considered that yet. But we might have to, we might have to protect this. It changed the whole landscape. Yeah, who own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you? You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Which is why, the, by truly, the way. Truly scary stuff. Can you put the sarcasm light on? Oh, yeah, it's on. Which is why Elon Musk explicitly stated that he wants the algorithms to be open source. So yeah. that people can go in and view what's happening behind the scenes, you know, unlike all these other platforms twitter currently that has all their algorithms locked in a box and no one can see them mm -hmm. no one's privy to who they upvote or downvote or give more uh, algorithmic uh you know pleasure to <laughs> <laughs> that's a technical term exactly yeah. and mm -hmm. and the ones that they're you know silencing or or removing political opponents from platforms that's why he he wants it to be open source so everybody can get a look at it this, this 
he's the only one who's actually come out and said that the algorithm needs to be publicly sourced. It needs to be open source so that people have access and can make changes and updates to it, by the way, uh, through probably some control on Twitter's part, but at least everyone could view and see exactly what's happening and there's no way to hide it. Now, one more thing here just to leave you with. Now, this was attached to the stock news on Twitter's uh, ticker today on their charts. Uh, Media Matters coming out and saying that Apple and Google are going to have to treat Twitter like they did Parler, basically. So it's critical that Google and Apple hold Twitter to the same standards they applied to other apps like Parler, reiterating that Twitter will not get special treatment and that a violation of their terms of service will result in the platform being removed from the app stores. The president of Media Matters said in a statement, uh, that person, uh, Angelo Carasone, believes that Musk is likely to roll back several of the basic protections against harassment, abuse, and disinformation on the on the platform that's been put in place. Now, now we also have this added pressure that's likely going to be put on Apple and Google through antitrust laws, through different regulations, that if they decide Twitter is too bad, well, they need to take it off the App Store or they're going to have to deal with the might of the U.S. government. Todd says, problem. Todd says throw the algorithm. Uh, the algorithm should go on GitHub so it can be reviewed and changes can be suggested. That's exactly what he said. He actually said GitHub. Yeah. He said yeah, that it should be did. on Git, GitHub mm-hmm. and that it can be open source essentially. Suggestions can be made. Yep. And that's exactly what he said. So, All right, y'all. We got to get out of here. Charles has got a hard stop today. So we are going. Once again, the point of this whole thing is that these people have to remain in power. That's the only way that they're able to continue taking all of your money anytime that they want to. And and so they've got to have all the power. They've got to be able to sway the populace. They've got to be able to sway the public towards whatever their ideas are because uh, that's how they get to keep taking money from you. That's how they get to keep controlling your life. And it doesn't matter what smear campaigns they put out there against whoever it is. Could have been Elon. Could have been anyone else with a lot of money. They're going to be saying the same thing. And none of this stuff matters. All it is about is power and about winning the elections so they can keep doing what they've been doing for a long time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with a family member, and of course, as Charlie always says, the children. All right, so tell them about Good Morning Liberty. Hit that follow button. Leave a rating and review so we can feed those tyrannical algorithms and tell them that people like this podcast, we're going to get out of here. If you do all of those things, we'll see you again tomorrow. Till then, have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact.